We're coming in hot with inspiring guests, witty banter, and colorful commentary for today's veterans and military community. This is the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. They call me crazy because I'm facing all my giants. They try to scare me into thinking I can't fight it. They tell me I should never even think of trying. But that's just me. I'm going to live out in defiance. Welcome back to the Tango Alpha Lima Experience. I'm Jeff Daly. I'm over here in West Hollywood, California. And over there in this, the place for lovers, Virginia. Virginia. Virginia, District of Columbia, Maryland, DMV. I'm here. I'm all about it. Okay. I, I don't know what to do with all of that. So I'm going to just uh, move on. Let's so go. here we are. <laughs> ready to do another another little adventure in the tango alpha lima experience we got a good one today we have a we have a name that i learned how to pronounce properly just for this show stay tuned for that but first i don't this is this is we're in july this is a very exciting time in the american legion is it not ashley (laughs) yeah there's more nah july is a super exciting time for the american legion so it's a new legion year okay yay confetti jerick cue confetti cannons i want confetti raining down on this episode oh boy we're gonna get through this ladies and gentlemen we're gonna get oh through boy. this so what's important is this is a really great time to talk about membership and renewals so i've been america i've been a member of the american legion for almost 10 years that's really hard to believe because people be like, what? Mic drop. Yeah, that's right. Like I joined when I was like 19, 18, 19 years old. Maybe and 12. it was a local post, believe it or not. Local post um, right there in my hometown in, in Brunswick, Ohio. Uh, I believe it was 234. I've kept all my little membership Legion cards. And I remember walking in and they were like, who are you? And I'm like, hi, I'd like to join the American Legion. And they were like, oh, like faces just... But very memorable. Um, and I've been a proud member of the American Legion for almost a decade, which is wild because I only served obviously in the military for eight years for those who have kept up with my story, all the alphas out there. So why I joined, uh, for me, the American Legion was you know synonymous with community. They were at every event with me growing up to knowing their, their presence to also a fun, cool story where I got to participate in like a community pageant for almost three and a half, four years. So I have been to parades where I've never not not seen an American Legion post of that community or be like around that kind of that that atmosphere with the American Legion family. So, um, you know, uh, as you know, we go on, uh, you know, I can go on and on. There's great programs for the American Legion, uh, you know, and I'm here to testify that all the good work that has been done both in our communities on Capitol Hill. Instead, it's, you know, for me, this is just, it's an incredibly personal reason why I joined the American Legion uh, to know that I still have by far the coolest found family. So that's why I, I tell folks all the time, like your membership in the American Legion is super important to us. It's important to me. It's important to your local communities, uh, for your state departments, and also for uh, national, because, you know, whether you have, the time and the opportunities to to participate in your local chapter right or your your post you 
through your membership, allow us to fund our programs and our service officers and all the way to the tippy top to make sure that we are here being the voice for veterans. So even if you're like, I don't want to participate or whatever, right? Like think of it this way. And that's how I've always viewed my membership. But fortunately, I knew some really great people who got me involved and they never let me go. So it's a lovely story. And I tell folks all the time that like, there will be that time when you, you will need that found family to fall on. And I know Jeff and I have both experienced that in the more recent, this in this year. So membership is important. Your why is important. And I think it's incredibly important that as always, you know, we ask our alphas to write in and, you know, let us know why their American Legion membership is so important. That's it. That's it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, it's funny because before we came on air, I go, do I need snacks or is it going to be a reasonable amount of time? She told me I didn't need snacks, but I'm hungry. So I've been in the American Legion about, four and a half years. So I'm a boot to Ashley over there. Um, boot. A boot. I joined boot. because About boot time. You're welcome. I'm just waiting. I didn't do any of that when she was talking. FYI. So I joined the American Legion because I was told to. My friend, I visited my post for uh, an external event that was held there and asked about it and then met somebody a couple of weeks later. Um, and I told her that I've been to her post and she goes, well, obviously you're joining. So I joined, I didn't know what it was. And I'm so glad that I found it because like Ashley said, it is an extended family as every, as I've testified and preached on here before. To me, that's the main benefit. Um, and just yesterday, and if you don't know, I'm also the director of membership for California. So I think about membership all day, all the time. And people yell at me about membership all day, all the time. I'm probably getting a text right now about it. And yesterday as a post commander, we initiated some new members. We actually do a live induction. And I think there were 15 there yesterday. And I told them their membership could be, they could be as active as paying their dues which, which helps uh, the veteran experience for everybody. They could come join committees and help out the post serve the community, state, nation, or they could become um, obsessively active, like people I won't name that they were looking at at the moment when he was speaking and just make this um, an integral part of your life. But no matter what you do, it's you're part of this family this family thing that we, we call it. And you have that forever. I mean, as long as you stay up with your dues. No, I'm just kidding. You have these people in your life. And I mean, they, they really are like family because I tell you what, they drive me crazy. They piss me off. But at the end of the day, <laughs> I got their back and they got mine. And that's it. I, like I said in my, uh, installation speech. This has to be family because I don't like all y'all all the time, but you're family. So I love y'all all the time. So that, that's uh, that's a t-shirt there, by the way, just for, if we're keeping track. So that's, that's my big why. And like Ashley said, we don't just listen to us. We want this to be a conversation. So please, again, send those things into Tango Alpha Lima 
at legion.org and or share it. Oh, there's a why I love my post category at legiontown.org, the same legiontown.org that we sometimes pull our rapid fires from. Unbelievable alphas. Get to legiontown.org and tell us why you love your post. Tell us why your membership is important to you and how you think it can help anybody out there. Because gosh darn it, we love you. All right. Today, we'll be joined by New Jersey-based actress, voiceover artist, and stand-up comedian, Ashley Gudermuth. Ashley is married to a career Air Force reservist, and she's rapidly building an online following with her unique take on spouse and military humor. And she's quickly covering out a name for herself with her inside military jokes. I cannot wait for somebody to get on this screen who's funny or than me. So we're going to be right back with the law firm of Ashley, Ashley and Jeff right after the break. Veterans, did you know that hearing loss and tinnitus are the top service connected disabilities and that untreated hearing loss frequently results in social isolation and loneliness? Studies show that these issues in turn can lead to a host of other potential health conditions. Staying connected with family and friends is so critical to our health as veterans. The Heroes with Hearing Loss program provided by Hamilton Captel supports veterans who face the challenges of hearing loss by providing solutions to keep us connected. One such solution is a captioned telephone which allows veterans with hearing loss to listen and read what is said over the phone making it easier than ever to connect with those who matter most in life. And now, veterans can self-certify their hearing loss to receive a Hamilton CapTel captioned telephone and service at no cost. For more information, including eligibility requirements, visit heroeswithhearingloss.org. And we are back with our guest. Super excited, because now we're going to be put into a good mood with endless laughter and ab exercises from Ashley Gudermuth, no pressure. Uh, <laughs> this is supposed to be the funniest episode we ever have had or will have. How are, uh, are you? Good with that? I'm good. I'm good with it. Let's see what we could do. Uh, let's see <laughs> what, what what sad things can we talk about? We're gonna go in the other direction. Uh, <laughs> hello. Hi. Uh, you're looking good. I, so I'm gonna just so we are clear. Uh, you're Ashley Gudermuth, and there's Ashley Gorbulja. So when I refer to either of you, I'll just say Ashley G. Oh, wait, that's that'll not going to work. That'll, that'll work. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley, G3 syllables. No, that's not going to work. Mm. Um, I might go. I might go Little League Baseball coach and just call you by your last names. There you go. That works. All right. All right. Like Ashley, it. you want to say hi to Ashley? Ashley me, Ashley. How are we doing? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely to meet you both. Thank you for having me. Oh, we're glad to have you. And uh, Ashley Gudemuth as pointed out that Ashley Gorbulja spelled her name properly, which is mm -hmm. lovely to see. Yes. And so, uh, Ashley, you have a first Ashley Gorbulja. Do you have a first question for Gudemuth? Yes. So, reading your bio, and I'm very excited. I was checking out that um, you know you, oh, gosh, so. You won the headline category for U.S. You know, comedy contest. You've been chosen by Jerry Seinfeld to win the Seinfeld Challenge. Like, I want to hear more about that. Like, I am a Seinfeld fan, and I just want to kind of get to know you a little bit more as a comedian and like where you source your material and how 
you how you got it involved in all of this yeah, how, <laughs> Jerry yes, the origin story uh yeah so the jerry seinfeld piece was uh on the tonight show with jimmy fallon which was super cool and uh that was over the pandemic um and they were very nice to me they jerry sent me his book and signed it and said you're so funny and put a tweet out and put my username in it which was so nice well, they were all super great. Um, and that is, and that was really neat. And in fact, I got out of that, I got an IMDB credit. Okay. Which was very exciting that said the Ashley Gutermuth is an actress best known for the tonight show. And I was like, is she okay? <laughs> I guess now, uh, which is funny the way that they phrase those things. Um, but yeah, that was super exciting. I didn't expect any of that, uh, to, I just thought I'll submit to this thing to the tonight show. And then, got lucky. So that was super cool. Um, but yeah, I am a stand-up comedian. I've been doing that for years. I've always been obsessed with comedy uh, since I was really little, completely obsessed. I have no time in my life for dramas or uh, any other type of entertainment, <laughs> I guess. Um, I, I don't, I don't really watch like as scary things, you know, sad things. I just think what, I don't want to be sad. So I'd rather laugh. Um, so I grew up uh, obsessed with comedy and then tried my darndest to in any type of way that I could get into comedy uh, that I could. I used to go to Toastmasters meetings before I was old enough to go to Toastmasters meetings. I would sneak in and do impressions of uh, other comedians, essentially, <laughs> which was fun. So, yeah, just totally and completely obsessed with it. So um, who were who you like, who were your inspirations as a comedian? Like, who did you watch? Who did you kind of latch on to? Like, what kind of styles did you like, grow up with that you kind of really, yeah. like, that's me. So the first album that I ever bought was a Jerry Seinfeld album, which was uh, pretty interesting how that all, all panned out. That's super cool. Um, but uh, I grew up with British comedy uh listening i used to go to work with my parents and we would um they would play monty python like in the car on a loop would and they had they had a long commute to work so it would be like an hour and a half of listening to that every day um i'd go to my grandparents house pbs constantly uh saturday night friday night was as time goes by and are you being served and all of these classic british shows um and then i as i got older i liked uh i like eddie izzard uh, she's great. I like mostly British comedians. So I don't have a whole, I don't have a very good understanding of American comedy as much as I do British comedy, just because I've been obsessed with it for so long. So there's so many, you know, great Irish comedians and, and English comedians and Scottish comedians that I love. Just, uh, I was thinking Monty Python. I was just thinking, it's a, just a flesh wound. Just a flesh it's wound. only a flesh wound. <laughs> it's only a flesh wound. <laughs> I'm a big comedy fan myself. Like, I, I can relate to the, I can't watch the dramas. I can't do the scaries and sads. Like, that's my default. Like, I just right? want to laugh. I love a good, I love good setup and just good writing, right? Like, good writing, yeah. good plan words yeah just yeah situational Something that makes you happy yeah yeah silly you are so sucking up you watch drama you <laughs> jeff calling you out you watch drama, you watch drama. Oh, tell me tell me the last drama that i watched jeff bestie huh? from la tell me the tell me the last drama i watched last oh, drama you oh, watched yeah. was brushing your teeth in the mirror this morning oh 
That's a that's a burn, Jeff. I don't. It's, <laughs> and guess is, what? I, I'm well, I thought you were going to reference re- like burn notice or something, but no. I'm normally not. the recipient of the burn. So, Ashley, uh, Gudermuth, uh, you don't you don't watch sad things or drama, but no. you're in New Jersey, so I assume you're not a football fan because the Jets are both of those things. Okay, Jeff, I will tell you a secret. I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Okay. All right. So, and if you don't like the Steelers, you're not allowed to live there. So (laughs) you, you can't, if you live in Pittsburgh and you talk about any other sports team, they kick you out. There's no, you're gone. You're gone. We used to get days off when the Steelers won. I think when they won the Super Bowl, we got days off. There's only two things that get you days off in Pennsylvania. And that's the start of hunting season. And then if the Steelers are winning, well, you're (laughs) part of Pennsylvania. I don't think the, uh, the flyer side would care. Or right, the, right, the right. It's a side, big state. It's a big state. <laughs> I did grow up in Cleveland, so I was a Cleveland Browns fan. I yes. think if I said anything differently, my father would like drive down here and probably kick my butt. Yeah. Well, when I was little, I used to tease my dad because I would I would tell him if I wanted to wind him up, I would say, "Hey, the Browns are better." Uh, big Browns fan over here. Love Cleveland, and he'd be so mad. <laughs> Wait, what? What did you say? I love it. <laughs> I knew most I knew most comedians had issues, but loving Ohio? Come on. You know I am the, the the end of all of Jeff's jokes pertaining to Michigan and Ohio versus that. You're from Ohio. Like, gosh, like where's Jeff from? Let's let's what? Jeff let's, Daly. Let's, yes. uh, I'm Jeff Daly of the Michigan Dailies. Jeff mm. Daly of the Michigan Daily. Michigan yeah, you've Dailies. heard of us. I'm sure that you have. So <laughs> I wanted to get back into your work because it says that uh, you're making a name for yourself with inside military jokes. Ooh. And um, I also read that you're married to an Air Force reservist. So I'm wondering where you get your material about the military from. Oh, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff coming in hot today. <gasps> coming in hot. He's um, not, in, not in the Coast Guard, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Coast Guard friends. Um, yeah, so uh, I am a military spouse. My husband is a full-time Air Force Reserve technician. Uh, he's in the reserves, been uh, in the reserves his whole career, 30 years. Um, wow. But does, you know, does the wear, this, goes in every day, wears a uniform every day, you know, indistinguishable from active duty kind of deal. Um, but yeah, I, I, I live on a military base. I live on the base in New Jersey. And for the past like eight years or so, we've lived on pretty much only on bases, bases and TLFs, and then out of our car, you know, in during a PCS. <laughs> out of your car. <laughs> uh, we've heard of some housing issues in the military, but very few have said they had to live in their car. Well, maybe they're not committed enough. There you uh, go. <laughs> committed to the budget, to the Defense Department budget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, hope, I hope they pay your parking tickets. So yeah. uh, your inside military humor, do you have anything that you could say about the Army? That I can say about the Army? Okay, well, how about this? Ashley's, have- Ashley's Army, by the way. Ashley's are oh now well he's a marine so if you want to start with the marine jokes please by all means oh the marine there's no such thing nobody um uh we we know that Jeff didn't write the show notes for this because he doesn't look like he has his crayons we know uh uh, I mean right (laughs) over there did you know that there is crayons ready to eat they there's a marine that has made um edible crayons yes um 
I tell you what, though, that tradition, the or the idea of it is uh, might be fading a little because sometimes I'll post videos about that and I'll have people that are like, I've never heard this. And but then you get a lot of Marines that are like, I really like purple. It's great. Uh, they answer with the color. They go red. Yeah, purple. It's like Kool Aid. Kool Aid and Crayola. They just exactly. They just they give you the color without any other context. That's my know. favorite. Can can we please refocus back to making fun of the army, please? Making fun of the army. Yeah, sure. Okay. So I have this book called the. I have two. Uh, I have this book called the Air Force Wife Handbook, and it is three hundred seventeen pages long. Okay. Stephen Hawking's Brief History of Time, two hundred twelve pages. But this one. <laughs> Sure. Uh, but I also have the Army Wife Handbook. And the Army Wife Handbook is longer. It's a good 80 pages longer. And do you know why? We extra. Nor me needed more pictures. Uh, oh. <laughs> was, I am a visual learner. I will hold <laughs> up to that. <laughs> uh, I wish it wasn't true, but <laughs> it was true. So, uh, but yeah. so your, your career, you, you're not always on uh, Jimmy Fallon and, and out here in LA, mm -hmm. not visiting me. What you do. I tried. You tried. Yeah. I did easy try. To, I'm easy to find. Just ask people, <laughs> do you know Jeff Daly, the Michigan dailies? And they'll the be, Michigan. Oh yeah. Duh. Um, <laughs> so you're, you're, you're huge on Instagram. I, I do. I post a lot of videos. No, I'm huge. trying to. I'm, I'm huge. I'm huge. My, my face takes up the whole screen. I, um, I post a lot because I need people to pay attention to me constantly. I need a lot of attention. Um, yeah. So I, I try to try, I like to be all of the military's internal monologue. You know, when you like it, for example, I posted a video a couple of days ago, it is, um, summertime. So it's change of command season, right? And have any of us ever been to a change of command ceremony? where everybody's all in their dress outfit, their thick polyester, where we haven't seen somebody start to sway back and forth and then bam. And uh, they have an ambulance that's parked nearby uh, <laughs> just in case, because it always happens, but they never think, hey, maybe let's not make these people stand in a hundred degree weather on a flight line in thick polyester. Somebody always falls out and it's like, it's, it's like no big cat. deal. Always. Nobody, nobody, we had someone um, pass out on stage that was holding the guide on. That's high profile, high profile Just, falling out. Uh, yeah. yeah. I've seen those what? situations where like, because the ceremony is so rigid that like, they kind of like, there's a lot of freezing. And then like some, usually there's like one person that will yeah. break and help, but usually like, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty rigid that, sometimes. It, yeah, and then you, you're, I guess you're asked not to help. I'm always waiting to like run up and like, I'll point and I'll be like, hey, look at that person. That's, that one's kind of swaying. It feels a little like, you know, we have the national, they sing the national anthem at most of the ceremony or all of the ceremonies. Um, and then it's usually really beautiful, but then no one claps. Whereas in any other situation, people clap. So there's this awkward moment of like, all right, <laughs> just keep standing still. It feels like that to me. Yeah. Well, the cool the cool uh, thing is, you do you do all this military stuff, and you do post a lot. I was, I was up into the night watching because I prepare. Good. As, uh, I like to tell Holly, I have journalistic integrity. Fantastic. Yeah. Of the dailies. Yeah. I even have dailies. to lower my voice when I say integrity. Integrity. Um, one, I will say one of my favorites is a non-military post that you made. Mm -hmm. 
it was about, and you're a married woman, so I say this with all respect, you were Ooh. talking about the different angles in the tub with the reflection. <laughs> Yes. Why? Why is not everything in a bathtub matte? Why, when I get into a bathtub, do I have to see all the worst parts of myself that you would never see in any other situation? Right. (laughs) I got to get into a bathtub with my eyes closed. That's not safe. Well, it helps you know what's still dirty. Mm, I don't know. That's a good. uh, I need a a magnifying glass then as well. And then we're getting into that's going to be a long bath. Ladies and gentlemen, I will tell you, she's in the tub while making uh, these yeah. comments fully clothed. Yeah. You know why? Well, I could have done it naked. No, no. But I, I'm don't impressed. you want traffic? They'll figure it out when they get there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> go, to, go to at Ash Gubermuth, G U T E R M U T H, and look for the tub scene. Look for the tub scene. <laughs> I saw that at about 1 30 in the morning, and I'm still here looking her in the eye because. Yeah. <laughs> Because there I have just, I have so many comments. They're just oh, Jeff, bring them, bring them, bring them, bring them. This is the Honesty American Legion podcast. Uh, so this is all about. <laughs> so because Listen, if I can tell you all the things that have been going on in my head, Jesus, oh my god, <laughs> it's not. Wow, I, I kind of almost want to hear that, but I'm I'm scared we'll get in trouble. Uh, so Ashley Gudermuth. You, since you are, since do you, have you had to go to different, a lot of different bases? Yeah, I've lived in uh, Dover, Delaware. I've lived Warner Robins, Georgia. Anybody else been to Warner Robins, Georgia? Okay, yeah. there's a. Uh, you can get away with anything in Warner Robins, Georgia. I I, I saw somebody driving a minivan that had no doors or windows. <laughs> uh, there's, uh, there was alligators on the base. Um, we had. I got chased by a water moccasin. I did chase what? it first, um, but that's a, I should, in case the water moccasin tries to sue me, I got out of the truck. I was like, oh, cool, look, a snake. And then it went <laughs> like that. Um, we had wild boars on Warner Robins uh, that ripped up the golf courses, which is a weird problem to have. Giant pigs yeah. that eat your, your fancy golf course. Um, yeah, I've lived in, out in Seattle, out uh, at uh, J- Joint Base Lewis McCord. Um, yeah, all uh, we, Washington, D.C. We've been there. Do you have a favorite? You know, I like where I am now. I like McGuire because I can get to New correct York. answer. I can get to New York City, which is where I am right now, um, to do work. Okay. And I, here's another great thing that I like about McGuire Air Force Base. You know, my, my neighbors, so we, I live on base, but there's... Uh, the fence line that is up with the regular community and my neighbors they have four roosters four roosters so if you're not woken up by the 6 a.m does revelation you are woken up by the 3 a.m rooster the 4 a.m rooster and it's funny the the roosters i guess it's legal to have because mcguire is kind of technically in like a in the country a little bit um one one of the dog one of the the roosters come through the fence so occasionally i'll see a rooster and one of the neighbor's dogs got out and was running with this huge rooster in its mouth and i chased the dog and i said we we all hate the rooster but you can't eat the rooster (laughs) (laughs) and my neighbors took videos of me because i was out there like what's going on and he didn't eat it he let it go you laying down logic to the dog 
laying down. <laughs> they listen. He drops it's it. completely unacceptable for you to eat the rooster. Put put the rooster down. Put the rooster get... down, sir. <laughs> All right, Ashley, what do you got? You get some, uh, what do you want to know? Oh, oh, so voiceovers. I'm kind of curious. Like I've always found the voiceover scene like very niche, but tell me a little bit more about how you got into um, doing voiceovers um, when you're like not, of course, performing stand-up. Sure. So voiceovers for me was a way, specifically living on Warner Robins, that was near nothing. The closest any stand-up was, was like two hours away, um, was to try to be able to do funny things, to, you know, do funny voiceovers and stuff like that. I did some things for the Air Force and recorded some, you know, press one for, uh, <laughs> press press four for battle watch. Um, press press five for airstrikes. You mean uh, all those lines that I... One. That don't end up working. <laughs> right. Those. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I really like voiceovers and you people do them from all over the world. I've been to voiceover conferences, uh, which are neat because you meet um, people that, you know, that did uh, voices for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Porky Pig, um, and they'll at those conferences, they will do those voices and they will say some dirty things. Uh, <laughs> and it's very, very funny. It's very funny. Um, you meet uh, people that whose normal speaking voice is a Disney princess voice, which is amazing. Um, you know, just the whole range of, of interesting people and different, you know, different people. So it's cool. That is incredibly wonderful. I have uh, one, one day. Do it. Look, link up with the Armed Services Arts Partnership, which is pretty cool. That they, they do free stuff for um military and their dependents and they have comedy classes and writing classes and all kinds like acting classes and they do it virtually and in dc uh in person so all free i actually I subscribe to their uh their emails newsletters and updates so i i am familiar with them i should check it out nothing i mean i might as well might as well i mentor helped mentor one of their comedy classes and it's a great group so it's it's really a, a fun thing to be a part of let's well, so, me Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask, uh, you know, as far as storytelling goes, especially when you were on, when you're on stage and you've, you've, you know, contemplated all the jokes, you've, you've tied them, you've woven them all together. Um, like how, how is that storytelling process for you? Like when you decide what series of jokes you're going to tell, like how, how does that process look for you? Well, I'm always writing every day, writing you as a comedian or somebody that writes in general, you have to, as soon as you see something that interests you or something I think is funny, I write it down immediately or I record it into my phone because otherwise within seconds, it will be gone. You'll lose the moment. So I'm always writing things down to try to add to stuff and jokes are never really done. You, you can be saying something for six months to a year and then, then all of a sudden something else comes out of your mouth and it's even funnier. Yeah, uh, which is great. But I I try to shape it. You know, I talk about my um, uh, like living on a base and some different what it's like when your spouse is deployed and um, and things like that. But I also talk about growing up and I talk a lot uh, up front about my hair because that's usually what people from the get go. They're just staring at my head like what's <laughs> what's going on. I got a comment on Instagram where somebody said I look like a paintbrush. 
And I was like, what? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I guess a little bit. Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> that's that's super cool. Now I'm also wondering, did Henry Howard find you? Yes. I, I'm guessing because he probably subscribes because it says you've run at least a mile a day since January 26, 2015. So you not only write every day, but you run every day. Yeah. Can you see a pattern of OCD right there? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I um, so, yeah, I ran every day for over seven and a half years. Um, I started running um, uh, at least a mile a day to try to help my husband with his fitness tests or at least like be a part of it. He's tall and skinny and doesn't need my help at all. But I'm also competitive and I wanted <laughs> to be able to run with him. And so I. I didn't run to like lose weight or anything like that. I ran to beat running because I would like wheeze when I ran. I was doing 16, 17 minute miles. It was terrible. And then I did it every day for 100 days. And I cut that time down to like eight minute miles. And then I got to my fastest time of 655, uh, a mile time of 655. And I've done a mile. I've paced people on their fitness tests for like 10, 28 paces, 10, 28 uh, minutes for a mile and a half. So I went from wheezing to pretty darn good um to breezing <clears throat> to breezing that's right mm -hmm. and a lot of it for, especially for the first few years it was just a mile every day I, I didn't try to do more than that and then i i built up i did a half marathon and then i did a a marathon um for my 2000th day of running in a row i ran a marathon that i didn't train for i never ran more than 13 miles <clears throat> and then that day I did uh, over a marathon and I picked up litter the entire time that I ran because that's another thing that I obsessed about. I started picking up litter two and a half years ago. So I run with a bag and I run on military bases and, and when I go on the road and I pick up litter uh, as I go, I started doing that because I was coming back from a show in Seattle and somebody hit me on the highway on I-5. Uh, they were speeding and they hit me and I, they flipped me completely uh, around on the highway, hit me into another car, ended up on the side of the road. <clears throat> Some veterans came and stopped their car and helped me get out. And I ended up with a traumatic brain injury. So I screw up words all the time and have a bad memory. And my back was all jacked up. Hmm. And um, the, the guy that hit me, his car stopped. He couldn't, he tried to drive away, but his car stopped and he came up the hill and um, he literally walked up the hill and stopped at me. It's midnight on a major highway. And he, he comes up and he goes, what's up? No, no, <laughs> yeah. he didn't. And the people that stopped to help me, they said, we stopped because you hit her. And then he points at me and he goes, I didn't hit you, sir. Oh, I was like, I was like, oh, okay. Jesus. I was like, I you don't get both. Mm. <laughs> you don't get both. And then the cop that stopped, um, he, he said, uh, wow, you, you should be dead. And I was like, this is, this is real comforting. Uh, yes, this is real good. A great series of conversation. It's like, <laughs> yes, great. Can someone call the ambulance now? Can Hello? somebody help me out? Um, uh, so then when, uh, after all that shook out, the doctor said I should keep moving. They were, they were like, your body's going to seize up. You need to keep moving. So I didn't stop my run streak. <clears throat> I did run a lot slower because, uh, of my brain, my, head hit the uh, airbag and so that has jostled my brain forever um but so i started going slowly and i thought well what what else can i do so the first mile i run uninterrupted um and then the 
subsequent second, third, fourth, whatever mile, because I do about three miles a day, I pick up litter and I pick up, I found all kinds of weird stuff. I find really gross stuff. If you dig through my Instagram, you will find the most disgusting thing I've ever found and the, how I didn't know what it was. And then the reason why I found out what it was was because I held it real close to my face. And then people on Instagram Googled the serial numbers and they were like, burn your hands. Uh, <laughs> but I, what, I found that on a base. It was super gross. Um, but I find things I return to people, drivers, IDs, find a lot of IDs, find um, I find a lot of shells on the base, you know, from casings and stuff. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess, Jeff. <laughs> wow. Casings? Uh, yeah, lots. <laughs> that's that's disturbing. Picking up brass. Board. Yep. That's disturbing. Mm-hmm. So you pick up litter, uh, part Canadian or honorary Canadian. I <laughs> love that about you. And uh, I'm I'm going to dig more into this uh, Instagram of yours and and figure that out because I like joy. You can't unknow it once you, yeah, once you see I mean, what I've. <laughs> it's good stuff. So I. I just, uh, I probably want to get to that Instagram right now. So I, sadly, we're going to have to wind this down and. <laughs> and okay, we'll meet again. Well, no, I'll know you digitally. Yeah. Says the man who watches, you know, all the, uh, all the drama. All the tra- over here. Oh, mm. what's your I, favorite right. drama, Jeff? My favorite. Jab, jab, buddy. Jab, jab. I, I, I'm going to admit something here. I've never admitted in public before. Oh boy. I'm ready. I watch This Is Us. Oh, that's <laughs> adorable. Look at you. Look at you. This thing is not green. This thing is not just for pumping blood. <laughs> it it drives, I think the word is called feelings. Is that what that is? Oh, oh. I'll look it up, but I think I think so. <laughs> Feelings, yeah. So if you ever want to talk about the the big three or the Pearsons, who were based in Pittsburgh, um, just FYI, I know way too much about this. But uh, that's what happens when you live three thousand miles from your own family, and you you pick a TV family and, and watch them fight and do other stuff, and it's it's outstanding. Um, but I would rather watch you on Instagram and I think that's what I'll do. And I think I'm going to encourage the alphas to do the same thing again. And it's going to be in the show notes, but if you can only listen, it's Ash, A-S-H, Gutermuth, G-U-T-E-R-M-U-T-H, all pushed together. And there you're going to find, you're going to find military humor. You're going to find spousal humor, which probably gets her in trouble. And you're also going to find out about looking at the human body, different angles in the bathtub, <laughs> because that's what I'm doing right now. And I'm super excited. I'm going to go take a shower here in a moment and figure out what this is all about. <laughs> uh, so I want to thank you. I know Ashley, Ashley Gorbulja wants to thank you. And Holly is over there. She's been chuckling. So she's a tough audience. So you did well. You oh, did great. Well. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you for having me. (laughs) And what is it that you said? I want to end this because there's something about people who spell your name other ways. Yeah, Ashley and Ashley here, we spell our name correctly. If you spell it A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H, we don't want anything to do with you. 
All right. If there's any alphas out there that spell it that way, I want to hear what you got to say. I do. And uh, Ashley Gudermuth, uh, Ashley Gorbulj and I are going to talk about you, but you're not going to be here because we have to, again, the journalistic integrity. Okay. We're, uh, I'm, a little, I'm a little in awe of you and I won't be able to say the truth while you're staring me in the face. <laughs> um, so uh, we're going to have to, we're going to have to let you go. But the alphas, guess what? We're going to be right back. We're going to talk about Ashley Gudermuth. I'm probably going to talk about Ashley Gorbulja. And we're going to we're going to be right back after this break. Hi, this is Tony Kanan, and I'm proud to support the American Legion 100 Miles for Hope Fitness Challenge. When you join 100 Miles for Hope, you'll be joining American Legion family members around the world and getting in shape supporting our nation's disabled veterans and military families. You don't have to be a race car driver or a triathlete like me to participate. You can run, walk, bike, and even swim. Just keep moving. The best part is that every dollar we raise will provide important funds to help disabled veterans and military families in times of need. To learn more, sign up and visit legion.org slash 100 miles. All right, Ashley, that was, that was an abtastic uh experience because i laugh so hard i'm getting a little yeah i'm building that six pack under the keg here that's great great oh, stuff that flex, pump, move and shake right 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 so what do you think of your name say go on this is it's a tough day it's a tough day to be in a tango off lima host today um <laughs> actually <laughs> what did you think of your namesake just wonderful. I'm just in a giggly mood. I'm excited. I love when we get to interview super cool people. And the fact that we got to interview a comedian is just it's so lovely. I just want to be able to sit down with her and just I just I just want to sit and people watch with her and I just want to hear the observations as they happen in time. Because the way that she did pull from her stories, I'm like, man. <laughs> her and I could have some back and forward on some of the craziness. So I really, really enjoyed Ashley. She was lovely. I think you say that in the mirror a lot. I do. Yeah. Isn't she lovely? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna save you. I'm gonna You're save welcome. you from that. Um You're so thank you, Ashley Gudermuth. <laughs> it was amazing and uh we love it. But right now we have work to do. We'll get to We'll get to liking and commenting on your stuff on Instagram soon. But first, we have pew, 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 rapid fire. All right. Our June impact report. Job fairs, grants, breakthroughs in D.C. If you don't know, the American Legion puts out a graphically lovely document every month about what you Legionnaires are out there doing. Uh, you don't have to read through a bunch of white papers and dig deep in the PDFs on the site because they put it right up there in front of you. And it's beautiful, legible, and tells as much of the story as you want it to tell. And if you want to dig deeper, dig deeper. And this month was a huge month at every level for the American Legion, from career events in Texas and Puerto Rico to Senate passing the passage of the landmark PACT Act. It's actually Honor Our PACT Act that is poised to provide long-awaited benefits and self-care for millions of veterans exposed to toxic contamination in the military. It was also a month of high U.S. flag inquiries, media appearances, and a month. Oh, my God. Oh, 
Ashley, now you know why I'm so happy. Wait, you might want to pop your collar for this. Okay. And a milestone for the Tango Alpha Lima podcast. You That's people. you and me. And it's Holly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You people out there, you alphas, you made it, you made it a gargantuan month. And we are so proud. We are so proud of you. And Ashley, come on. can you say something? I can't. Just so beautiful. So beautiful. We love you so much. All of you alphas. And Miss Holly for keeping us straight. You know, the narrow path. At least trying to. She just rolled she her eyes because she said. Right now. She rolled her eyes because she said, I don't get paid enough for this crap. All right, here we go. Rapid fire number. Pew, pew, two. Oh. Army swiftly backpedals on policy dropping high school diploma retirement. I mean, requirement. After only one week, the Army swiftly reserved a new policy that would have allowed potential recruits to enlist in the force without a high school diploma or GED, according to an internal memo reviewed by military.com and confirmed by a spokesperson. The Army, along with other services, except the Marine Corps, faces an ongoing crisis to fill the ranks amid a convergence of issues, including an increasingly competitive civilian job market and the military losing some public awareness in the absence of a major conflict so far, the Army has only hit about 40% of its recruiting goals this year. I'm going to point out one thing. It's not all of their services. One service is on track to fulfill their recruiting requirement this year. And I do believe it's because of the uniform being the best-looking uniform in existence. And also, it's, it's what made Jeff Daly eligible for the American Legion. And people know that. And... Uh, you can't, you can't do, you can't design a recruiting poster more effective than that. Simplify, hoorah, hello. Now back to the show. Uh, what do you, do you think dropping the high school or GED education requirement was a good idea, even, even if they're behind? You know, <laughs> oh. what's the army doing? Why? Like, why? I, no, no, like kids need to be graduating high school or getting their GED. Like we got to have, we got to have some, some standards. All right. As an educate previous education professional, this is just some crazy shot of a cannon last ditch attempt to really, I mean, it's just, they got a huge branding problem. You know, you're looking at, so many oh my brain it's just it's just breaking yeah, my heart it, breaks my brain breaks oh she got a double break she got double having break a double breakdown people y'all knew my we, life right now double we breakdown saw, we saw it coming Army. so the 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 thing is they talk about marines with their crayons the marines are not reading and writing Every Marine out there I know has at least high school. I'm just saying. And what are they doing to prepare them for life after the military? Just because you let them in, they're going to get out and they're not going to have any education. Doesn't, I, I, I'm, I'm glad they got rid of it. Um, I, I, for clarity's sake, I will say um, they were letting them in but they had to have completed 
the stuff for their GED mm-hmm. or they could not re-enlist. So they had, okay. they had the time to do that. But how many people re-enlist versus get out after one stint? So I'm sure there's a number. I'm sure it's not an insignificant number. All right. This is a this is an important one. Get ready. Finger guns up. Nope, just me. Pew, 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 pew. Rapid fire number three. World War II, Medal of Honor recipient to lie in honor at U.S. Capitol. Herschel W. Woody Williams, the last remaining Medal of Honor recipient from World War II, will lie in honor at the U.S. Capitol. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said on Sunday. The date and details will be announced later. Uh, Woody Williams embodied the best of America, living a life of duty, honor, and courage, Pelosi said. Schumer then said, Woody Williams was an American hero who embodied the best of our country and the greatest generation. Williams, who died on this A Wednesday, this is on Wednesday, but it, by the time you hear it, it'll be A Wednesday, at 98, was a legend in his native West Virginia, just west of you, Ashley, uh, for his heroics under fire uh, over several crucial hours at the Battle for Iwo Jima. As a young Marine Corporal, uh, Williams went ahead of his unit in February 1945 and eliminated a series of Japanese machine gun positions. Facing small arms fire, Williams fought for four hours, repeatedly returning to prepare demolition and charges and obtained feel, uh, obtained flamethrowers. End of an era, huh? I know. I had an opportunity to meet this man and listen to him speak while I was in Ohio at a Northeast Ohio, like Patriot, like it was just a gala of sorts. And wow, it was one hell of a speaker. I will say that left an impression. If words could just resonate and echo off the walls they they would have just they'd still be there in that in that place he was an incredible human being who additionally had you know his foundation honoring you know gold star families and uh it's nice to know that there there is one of those um specific uh, memorials in cleveland where you know i grew up but again to to lose him it's um you're right it's it's a close, a closing of closing of chapter here, um, and it's really important that we continue to remember and honor all of our all of our veterans and their continuation of service. So, it's very sad. It is. It is. So when uh, when Woody Williams is laid in state, uh, this is predetermined a long time ago that the last. Uh, Medal of Honor recipient of World War II would would get that honor, um, and it's for them and all of all of his other fellow recipients, and also all of uh, his his fallen um, warriors in arms that that fought in World War II, and this is. This is a this is a big figure, but it's even bigger than him. So it's uh, it's great. I think it, it should be a great moment for our country that can use some great moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should be able to to 
to mourn together, to remember together, to celebrate together um, before we go back arguing about gluten or something like that. So Holly's going to have some videos in the show notes uh, from the I Am the American Legion series, which was a great series and a Medal of Honor story video. I just, you know, they say, you know what they say about um, that you died twice, once when you're physical, your physical death and the last time uh, someone says your name. Let's make sure that uh, Woody Williams here never has that second death. Um, Veterans Day, Memorial Day, and any other day you're feeling it, um, add his name to the list of names that uh, many of us like to repeat on those days so that um, they never die a second death. You can, you can do that. You can, you can save that. Um, so with that, I'm going to have you uh, ramp up the emotion and take us up out of here. In an emotional podcast, we've, we've really, we've, we've gone the full gamut today. But with that being said, it is time. For me to remind you to not forget to subscribe to the Tango Alpha podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please leave us a review and give us a big old five-star rating so that the world knows how much you love us and also so Jeff has some validation. Anyway, so if you have a guest recommendation, go to legion.org backslash Tango Alpha Lima and click on the suggest a guest link. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, we love you, Alphas. All right, Alphas, you laughed today with us with Ashley Goodermuth. You cried today with us with uh, Woody and uh, every emotion in between. But I want you to take that passion. I want you to take it out there to the Legion, to the community, state, and nation. And I want you to tell them about the important stuff we talk about here. And please bring us more alphas because we're here to change the veteran community. Uh, we're not getting ratings or anything crazy like that. So I'm not asking you to do that so I can walk across some stage and pick up a statue. That ain't happening. But we, you can help us change the community, enhance the Legion, and make your life and the life of all your fellow veterans even better. And with that, I'm going to declare Season 6, Episode 116, Mission Complete. Mission Complete.